0: Welcome to the Essay for FAs Asset Allocator podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors, including ETFs, asset allocation, and the economy. I'm your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today I wanted to share some musings on the quest for income in today's yield-starved environment. We'll get to that in a moment, but first, this word on behalf of our sponsor, Nationwide. This podcast is brought to you by Nationwide. Nationwide's New Heights fixed indexed annuities now offer the flexibility of earlier withdrawals with an optional living benefit rider at additional cost. Learn more at NationwideNewHeights.com. The quest for income is becoming as salient a concern as it was during the financial crisis of a decade ago. If you scan the market commentary on this question, you're not apt to find very good ideas. High-yield bond enthusiasts and the like will be encouraging a level of risk-taking that may not be appropriate for income-dependent investors. Unfortunately, I don't have much to contribute to this difficult conundrum either, but here are just a few thoughts. Could we perhaps glean any lessons by finding highly sophisticated investors who are also income-dependent? Well, though highly sophisticated investors are usually very wealthy and are not income-dependent, there is one exception I can think of, insurance companies. They can't take chances with the premium money they collect, as the money has to be there to pay claims at all times. So I checked to see what they're doing. According to an article on Reinsurance News, based on a backward-looking report from Fitch, which provides safety ratings for insurers, 2018 saw a modest shift in insurance company asset allocation towards commercial mortgage loans and collateralized loan obligations, or CLOs. In other words, insurers were very concerned about the low-rate environment in 2018 and cautiously raised their risk profile in order to increase yield. Now, speaking personally, I wouldn't touch CLOs, which are essentially loans to companies which owe above-average amounts in proportion to their size or kind of business. But I'm not saying that insurance companies have exceeded their bounds in this matter, since Fitch Ratings reports this increased allocation brings insurance company investments in CLOs up to 2% of invested assets. In other words, insurance companies, pressed as they are, are still putting nearly all of their money in safe bonds. There's really very little that can be done. I can think of two less conventional, but theoretically preferable approaches to boosting yield than high-yield bonds and CLOs for income-starved investors, such as retirees. The first would be income from an annuity, which would offer a higher yield based on the savings insurers realize from the deaths of other policyholders. So while a 10-year treasury pays 1.6%, you could obtain an income annuity paying more than twice that, at the risk of not living long enough to come out ahead in the end. A deferred income annuity, whose benefit doesn't kick in until a predetermined later date, would offer an even higher yield, even in the 4% range. My second thought is actually a terrible idea for most income-dependent investors. It's closer to the high-yield bonds idea I don't like, and I'm offering it more as a thought experiment. For investors who don't want to risk not living long enough to win the mortality contest with other annuities, and who could genuinely afford the risk, I think I'd rather take my chances in emerging market dividend-paying stocks than in high-yield bonds and CLOs. U.S. corporations are highly leveraged today. If the economy is as weak as the Fed apparently thinks it is, high-yield bonds will come down hard if the economy wobbles. Emerging markets have much better growth potential, and it's possible to earn high dividend yields. The iShares Emerging Markets Dividend Fund pays out over 7%. All that said, I have one huge problem with this. I don't feel safe in most emerging markets. I'd rather pick and choose which emerging markets. For example, I'd much rather be in an India fund than a fund that invested in Chinese or Turkish stocks. And yet the iShares India ETF pays out a measly 1.83% yield. Who needs that? The iShares Brazil ETF pays out 100 basis points on top of that. Still not worth the risk. So you see, we're stuck between a rock and a hard place. You don't get high yield without high risk in today's market environment. Period. But I don't want to leave you empty-handed, so herewith are two final thoughts for advisors on the subject of income. These are relevant to your clients, but the first one, unfortunately, only to those who are not yet retired. Given how income-constrained the market has been for the past decade, currently and for who knows how long into the future, there are just two ways I can think of to meaningfully help your clients boost their income. Number one, those who are still employed can work harder to raise their income by procuring a pay raise, bonus, or moving to a higher compensating job. The second idea is relevant to every client, retired or not retired. They can cut their expenditures. A lower cost basis is the surest way to boost one's income yield, and it's something you can help with. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast useful, consider leaving a review on Apple or Google Podcasts to help others discover this series. Meanwhile, you can contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com if you have feedback or requests, and make sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. This is Seeking Alpha's Gill Weinrich, and our podcast was sponsored by Nationwide.